living now like the person that you want to be in the future and not like, oh, someday when I'm doing this, then I can allow myself to do this, like doing it now and you're going to figure out a way to to make it work. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today and joining me and my special guest, Amber Gildersleeve, who is a longtime client of mine and real estate agent in Sandpoint, Idaho. I'm super excited to have her on. She is a client uh, spotlight for us and also represents being unstoppable in your life. And we are going to do a deep dive today with Amber and pull out some of the things that have helped her create success in her life and business. And hopefully as part of this conversation, you'll get quite a bit to take away for yourselves. And I can't wait to dive in. So welcome to the show, Amber. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. (laughs) And if you're not a real estate agent, I want to let you know that there are success leaves trails. Okay. Success leaves evidence and clues. So listen in and see what's transferable for you in your business, because you will find that there are many things that you're like, ah, I do that too. And I can do it like this instead. And you, you will be able to make these, uh, 1% shifts that make all the difference in the world. So please listen in to, to what's applicable for you. So With that, let's dive in. So Amber, tell us a little bit about you and contextualize, you know, your business and, you know, like when did you start and where, what's your specialty and how have you gone about building your business and just set the frame for us. Okay. So I started real estate about four and a half years ago, uh, in my hometown that I grew up in, I did move away for a while, had my kids <laughs> in, um, Oregon and then moved back so that I could raise them here. And I've done a lot of things in my life, mainly customer service focused jobs. Um, and I finally took the plunge and got into real estate. I'd been wanting to do it for a long time. And I had an opportunity, um, where I had some flexibility in my schedule and I haven't looked back since. So I, um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm in my hometown. So I have a very recognizable last name. I started out with the big sphere of influence of people who already knew me and recognized my name. Um, so I really, um, have been fortunate in, in that aspect. And I've also worked my, <laughs> but often, um, I, yeah, I, I, um, have made some huge, huge leaps and bounds and there's a just unlimited potential as far as where I want to go. So it's, it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm very uh, grateful to have um, gotten into this career. I couldn't imagine doing anything else at this point. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So let's just dive into that. Like it's been very, very, you've been very good at it. It's been very good to you. So let's dive into the numbers. If you're willing to share, you don't have to share all the details. It's a public thing, but if you want to, you can, but like, how fast has your business grown? How, how many, what year are you in business and how has it grown year over year? 
Year over year, I have doubled every single year. I started out, I mean, I didn't make any money the first couple of years because there's a lot of overhead expenses um, with real estate. And I did a lot of continuing education and coaching and just really wanted to create a solid foundation for my business. Um, but with that, I still have every year doubled my business. And this year with no exception, I was actually just going over my numbers for 2021. And um, compared to, um, last year I've doubled my sales volume and I went from uh, number 26 in the MLS out of about 450 agents just in our small MLS um, to number 13 right now finishing out the year at um, and yeah doubled my sales volume uh, it's been it's been overwhelming but super exciting all at the same time and i'm um, still working on getting some systems together and things like that but i plan on doubling again next year i love it i love getting the big goal yeah yeah for sure cool so what do you think your success is based on um you know i I have a very strong internal drive to be successful no matter like what i'm doing i like doing things well um I also have a tendency to get very distracted and very, you know, off on rabbit holes here and there. When I first started real estate, I was listening to all the podcasts. I was reading all the books. I was, you know, I had notebooks and notebooks of ideas and things like that. And um, it really took kind of reining that all in. I started doing some business coaching um, and then thankfully found you (laughs) through a friend and uh, started with the spirit of wealth, but I'm just really getting getting organized on my thoughts and, and systems and, and, um, and changing my mindset as far as what's possible. Totally. <laughs> I remember starting out in real estate and like, Oh, I could sell this much. That would be amazing. And now that's like happens in the first <laughs> like couple weeks of the year. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, I definitely think a lot of it has had to do with the mindset shift and, and what's possible. So, so that was, my next question for you, because, you know, I talk about the inner game and the outer game. And so, so have you always been someone who has been able to, you know, really latch on to big goals? I mean, you said you didn't think it was that possible when you first started out, but now like, it's fun for me to hear you say I've doubled every year and oh yeah, next year I'm going to double. She's already at number 13, right? Mm -hmm. She's already like her sales volume is enormous. She does so, so, uh, so much with so much love, I will say, I happen to mm-hmm. happen to know, like with an, an incredible level of integrity and high customer service and all of that. So yeah. has that always been the case in terms of um, your belief in yourself? Mm, uh, well, I've done hard things in my life in different, in different areas um, as being a mom and, and other things. Um, so I've, I've jumped through hurdles and, and have looked back and said, wow, I can't believe I actually did that. So I've had a belief in myself or have, have nurtured that belief in myself. Um, but as far as business, I, I never, it, it was unfathomable to me even four years ago that I could be where I am today. So yeah, I think that's that's changed. (laughs) I'm going to add my two cents there because I think that's part of how the process works. At least it was for me. Like I said, I set a big goal for myself. Mm -hmm. I said before I set my big, big goal, right. I set my, my first level goal. Like my first level goal was I want to make six figures. Right. And 
you know, and I went for it and I got there. And even before, well, after I crossed the six figure mark, then I was like, I want to make seven figures. Right. But I did not have seven figures as even in my frame of reference or something that I was even like, it just wasn't in my frame of reference. Amber, I, I was like, that's not even something that I'm going to consider. I had my first level goal, which was great. It was what I needed to, to achieve. But then once I got to that place, then you start looking for something more because we're driven by growth and we want more. Mm -hmm. And so then you see that seven figures or whatever your, your goal is, and you go for that. And, and now for me, now I see the next level. I'm like, Oh, well, what does eight figures look like? And then, and then, but eight figures was not in my frame of reference before I crossed seven figures or even after I crossed Mm -hmm. seven figures initially. But do you see what I'm saying? Like it just gets bigger and bigger. So I love that. Yep. And I look at agents that are, you know, um, doing double the sales volume as me or, um, even triple. And like, there's no reason why I can't do that. Like now it's just, it's, it's there. Like the, the abundance is there. There's no reason why I can't be at that level. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And that's a new, that's a new (laughs) perception of yourself, a new, uh, self image. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, so how do you balance because success is not just, okay, I'm going to think pretty thoughts, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not just, and, and, and I mock myself a little bit and, and the whole sort of inner game world, but you know, it's more than just thinking pretty thoughts. Mm-hmm. How do you balance the, the deep work, not just the pretty thought work, but the deep work on the inside that's required with the tactical and the strategic that you do? Cause I, I think you're a good representation of, of really putting energy into both. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, that whole, and that's what really attracted me to you and your program. Cause it was, it's, it's really a holistic viewpoint. I mean, you can't, you can't have the outer game without the inner game and, and, um, it just, it just isn't possible. So, um, it's something I continually circle back around to. And when there's a challenge, um, whatever it is with a client, you know, um, with another agent, with whatever it's, it's, there are so many tools that I've acquired to kind of step back and reevaluate what's happening. And then, um, and then, um, just try to, to reevaluate it from a different perspective. The laws, all the universal laws are, are such a huge part of that. And I'm still, I mean, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface with that, (laughs) but just, um, just, yeah, just replaying those and, and, and applying them to the situations has been super helpful. So um, let's, let's talk about that in particular. Cause I think, I mean, that's one of the things that I really, the lens through which I, I teach and coach absolutely. much of the time. So mm-hmm. you've just finished your second year of the spirit of wealth and, and you're going into your third year. And for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know what the spirit of wealth is, it's a, our high level mastermind that 
um, really is a deep dive into changing your self-image and your identity and being accountable to doing what you know you need to do to grow your business and scale your business. So it's a, it's a mastermind and masterclass. I won't go into a ton of detail about it, but if you're interested, you know, there's a, there's, you know, go to our, our podcast page and you can find out how to book a call with us and we'll happily have that conversation with you. And Amber has been in it for two years and you've signed up for year three in it, which is exciting for me. And you've mm-hmm. signed up for Paris, which and is also, yes. I know, <laughs> were you just going to say that? Excited about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. If you want to know about Paris, tell us too. We're going to Paris we'll in the it. springtime. <laughs> um, so my, my point in bringing all that up is, is this question of like the laws, how did you, how did you start using them in year one versus year two? Like what changed for you, um, in, in those two years? Um, well, one specific example that I can think of is the law of attraction. And when I was first in business and real estate, um, I felt, I felt like I was always kind of scrambling or like I would just take any business that came my way. And I was really fortunate. I did work with some amazing clients and, um, and there were some very challenging (laughs) sales and clients in, in the process. Um, but I really worked hard on just being what I wanted to attract, what kind of a client I wanted to work with. And, um, you know, just, just, just being super authentic, being super, I mean, that's, not that I wasn't before, but just really focusing on that and really attracting in the the type of the type of people that I want to work with. And I literally have the best clients. Like my clients turn into good friends of mine, uh, even if we were just acquaintances prior or didn't know each other. Like I truly enjoy so much building those relationships and having and working for people that are so appreciative and say thank you at the end of every email or text message or you know so I think um that just for one example has been a, a huge shift in my business where I just I I'm not available for clients that that aren't putting out that type of energy and of course there's always roller coasters and selling real estate is really emotional um and buying real estate. It's very emotional. And there's a lot of, a lot of, um, <laughs> different things that go into it, but I, I think that's probably, well, that's just one example, I guess that stands out as far as the laws. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, actually that, and that, that same type of energy and what, what's the other one, the energy one, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're all about energy. The law of vibration, yeah. I think is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. The law of vibration. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Cause the law, the law of attraction is a subsidiary law to the law of vibration. And so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and do you think between year one and year two, was that just a difference in terms of dialing it in for you, like going deeper with that or how did it having more awareness of it? So year one to year two is mostly about levels of awareness and and bringing it into more aspects of your life. So, okay, that's great. Um, one of the things that I've heard you say is that when you go out for a listing appointment Mm -hmm. that you pretty much get it hundred percent of the time. Most. Yeah. Yeah. There, with rare exceptions. exceptions. Yes. Okay. So one of the things I think about with that is like, 
how do you, my question for you, let me state that differently. My question for you is how do you think you've integrated naturally, like you're sort of a natural with this, the impression of increase. So this idea that when you are interacting with people, you're always showing them how you can help them increase mm -hmm. their life. Right. And I think you're quite a natural at that. How, how would you say you do that in the, the listing appointments? Yeah. So I think that ties back to another mindset shift that I had, because when I first started real estate, I was like, oh, I don't want to be salesy. Like it just made me cringe thinking about, oh, if you know anybody that wants to buy or sell real estate, please, you know, whatever. Like I just didn't want to be salesy. I, I really wanted to just be super authentic and be helping people. And I was able to with coaching, um, and I did your sales, uh, intensive, which was amazing. Um, I was able to change my mindset that I'm not trying to sell somebody something that they don't need. Like when I go on a listing appointment, I truly hundred percent believe that I can give them the best service of any other agent in this area, listing their house for sale. I have the best marketing tools. I have the best communication. I have like, I truly know that I'm offering them the best service that's out there. So I don't feel like I'm being salesy per se. I'm just, I'm, I'm truly just offering them uh, the, the authentic service that I have. So it, it really changed the way that I, that I went into, I'm like, I'm not nervous to go into a listing appointment. Like, I mean, there's reasons why, you know, the husband might want to use somebody else because of this or that, or they're related to so-and-so. I mean, there's always something and I don't take that personally. That's fine. There's a million real estate agents, but I truly believe when I go in there that I am the one that can offer them exactly what they need. And I've, I've also learned to really listen to what their, their needs are more than just, I mean, yeah, anyone can list a house on the MLS, but what did they really need out of the, out of the process? And, you know, sometimes they just need somebody to listen to them because they're going through a really hard time and it, it's a big transition from where they are to where they're going. And, um, it's not really about what kind of marketing I'm going to be doing to sell their property. So, um, I think those have been big, yeah. big two two points that I really want to underscore from what you just said all of it was really good but two things one her level of confidence when she goes into that listing appointment is based on how she sees herself how yeah. how she yeah. sees her ability to support her client and she's had to do work to get to that level right not just the inner work but the outer work you have to you have to have great marketing you have to have great communication you, yeah. you and so that you can truly believe that when you're in that believe that so that when you're in that conversation you're exuding that in every cell of your body right and then it becomes a very authentic conversation and, and you don't have to do any fancy, fancy. You're selling yourself simply by being yourself because you have confidence in yourself. You believe in yourself. The yeah. second thing. Yeah. The second thing that I heard you say was that, uh, you ask a lot of questions and you really listen, which is one of the things that I teach in the sales intensive. Like if you want to have an effective sales conversation, you can't just come with your own agenda. You can't come round hole, square fitting, whatever that expression is, right? Like you can't force something on someone. And right. that's how most people approach sales. Like, here's my widget. Do you want it? Right. And mm -hmm. 
that's, uh, that comes from nervousness that comes from anxiety that comes from being uncomfortable, having conversations with people. And instead you're kind of a natural on the, the people side of things. And, and, and what we did was we just amped that up a little bit and gave you a framework for it so that you just show up and you ask questions and then you answer their question. And that's this listening to the person huge. It's a, it's a under, under attended to need in our society right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Everybody wants to just say what their opinion is and say what's whatever they can do and how great they are, <laughs> whatever. And instead just listen, right? Just mm -hmm. like, like, okay. And really listen, not listen and wait. So you can say what you need to say, but listen to yeah. see what the other person really needs and wants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what do you think your biggest mindset shift has been since we've been working together over the last couple of years? The thing that comes to mind right off the top of my head is that it doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when I was saying, and I still have a tendency to do this and, and I got to rein it in. Um, but I do, it's easy to get caught up in all the things that I have to do and this and that and spin and like think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to complete this goal or I'm never going to get there. Or this is impossible. And it, and how am I going to balance being able to still cook meals for my family and exercise and all the things that it really doesn't have to be hard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a struggle. So I think that's been my biggest mindset shift and that, that changes my knowing that these higher levels, like we were just talking about, like getting to the next level is possible because it doesn't have to be such a struggle. It doesn't. So I would say that was that's been probably my biggest mindset for sure. And when you recognize that you're in the struggle, right? Like you're, you're making this hard or you're in the spin about like, oh my God, it's, it's overwhelming when you are in the struggle, like when you catch yourself going back into the, like, it's so hard and you're not in the, like, let's make it easy perspective. You're in the, you're in the weeds. What, what tool or strategy have you started to use that brings you back to the truth that it can be so much easier? I think just reviewing my main goals and reviewing my main, my, my big, my big goals and, you know, my why and all of, all of the things that keep me going. Um, just yeah. Staying focused, I guess, and not getting caught up in all the little things because yeah. there's, there's always yeah. a lot of little things. <laughs> there are, so, so going big picture, going meta instead of that narrow-minded, um, like yeah, if there's focus. a struggle and there's, you know, there's something going on here that I'm having to deal with. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but it's really just one thing. And there's, it, there's always a solution for everything and things always are working out the way that they're supposed to. And that's, yeah, that's something that I've definitely learned over the years. It's, it's just, or recognized more is that it, it all, it, even though it doesn't make sense in the moment, like it is happening for a reason. It is a learning lesson that's going to lead to something much bigger. Um, so, and that's another one too, is just letting go of things. <laughs> totally. hundred <laughs> percent. Trying to hold on to everything. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of like challenges and struggles and being in the weeds and all of that, what is one 
challenge that you're really, that you faced in your business or your personal life that you feel like you're really proud of having worked through? That's like, it might come up again, but like, you're no longer hooked by it. Well, I, <laughs> I'm still working through it, but I would say I have less, um, less worry or stress around it, but it's higher, like hiring, finding, finding the support that I need to scale my business even greater and, um, and to continue to provide really good service for my clients. Um, so a few years ago, I mean, just the idea of being responsible for, for hiring someone and paying a salary for somebody else and having that responsibility just seemed overwhelming. And I've slowly, um, through trial and error and <laughs> more errors, <laughs> more trials, um, it's, it's not, it's not intimidating to me anymore. I'm very clear on what I need. Um, it's still in where we're at right now in a small town, it's still difficult for me to, to find, um, good help at this point, but I'm no longer intimidated by the idea of being a boss and being an employee. I've definitely um, grown a lot in that aspect. And it's been a really big, that's probably been one of my biggest challenges in my business. Um, yeah. And I also hear in that is that there was trial and error, like you've hired, it hasn't worked. There's been a few fits and starts around that. And what I'm, what I'm recognizing, what I listen for is like, is she making herself wrong because of this? And as many of you who follow the podcast, know, I'm very big on like, can you articulate a problem and shift out of it without mm -hmm. making yourself wrong with acknowledging something needs to shift? You're always at cause you have to shift who you're being right. Yeah. But I no longer need to make myself wrong here. Or like I'm afraid of making the mistake. Like, and this is a big deal. Like people freak out about hiring, right? And yeah. I shouldn't say freak out, but they, you know, like kind of, <laughs> kind of. Okay, there you go. The, the truth is out. The cat's out of the bag. But like, you, you, you've learned. It's not that I'm. Um, I'm putting words in your mouth. So, so fill in the blanks here. But like, I feel like you've learned that it's not about some deficiency in yourself that's yeah. inalterable, right? Mm -hmm. And that's definitely it. Like, yes, I have to be responsible. I have to change my inner game and not be, and not be a micromanager, not be afraid of, of somebody I'm training them and putting all this time and energy and then they're just gonna leave me, you know, the fear of abandonment and all of those things. Um, and, and I have to be at, first clause too, like all of the times that I've hired and it didn't work out, like, okay, how could I have done this differently? Was I, what, could I have explained the job better? Could I have had, you know, had systems in place better and instead of spinning into like, oh, I'm terrible at this. I'm never going to find the right person. And I made a bad choice again, you know, like yeah. shaming myself for it is just um, definitely just, just learning and I'll do it better next time. <laughs> yeah. I see that as a really big shift that you've made in the last couple of years. So it's been huge. Yeah. What's, what's okay. some advice that you would give your past self, whether that's your past self from childhood, you know, we've done a lot of work on conditioning, condition responses from childhood and how they show up in business and relationships mm -hmm. and things like that. But it could also be your past self from, you know, two years ago. I would say more my, my, younger self. And I mean, I have no regrets because all of the, just like with 
learning how to hire somebody, all the things that I've done, you know, they've all been learning lessons, um, all the jobs that I've had and things like that. They've really um, made me who I am and made me be able to relate to people, whether it was, you know, being a server at a restaurant or whatever. But um, I, I look back at my 20 year old self or 30 year old self and when I was like, it's, it's a money mindset, you know, what I thought was, oh, it's, it's selfish to want more money, or I'm fine if just making this income. Um, I've really shifted that. And I was just having a conversation with a, a friend of mine over the weekend about this, like, it's money is not an evil thing. You're not like taking money from somebody else because you're earning a lot of money. Like there is plenty of abundance out there for everybody. And um, it's, freaking fun to make money <laughs> and totally. it allows you to like spend quality time with your kids and your family and go on vacations and you know be in a comfortable car for your road trip or whatever like it's it's not that I think that's probably the biggest thing is just the money mindset and and once that shifts it's like there's no turning back it's it's fun. It is so <laughs> fun. fun. I love it. Yeah. I love and it. And so I would have liked my younger self to, and of course, I mean, it's not too late. It's not like I'm old, but I just, you know, I think about it, I guess, even for my kids. And I try to talk to them about it a lot. They're young adults. And it's like, there's no, there's no reason why they can't do anything in the world and, and make so much money and have so much abundance and they don't have to just think oh i'm going to work for this job for 12 dollars an hour and it's pretty good i can you know afford to buy this or that like it's been a huge thing for me so huge yeah. and do you think I didn't that grow was... up like that yeah <laughs> totally so uh, a little bit of a self-serving question here and but full transparency from <laughs> on your end in your answer yeah. do you think that shift has come about as a result of being in the spirit of wealth? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I did some work on it prior as well, um, which gave me some, some tools leading up to it, but yes, a hundred percent, just, just even, um, you know, the, the living, living now, like the person that you want to be in the future yeah. and not like, oh, someday when I'm doing this, then I can allow myself to do this, like doing it now. And you're going to figure out a way to, to make it work. Yeah. I love that. Totally. You're living it. You are living it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> What is one actionable thing that you could advise folks to do right now? Is it like be the woman you want, like live it now? Is that your big advice? Like I swear Amira is not paying me to say this. I would say <laughs> sign up for the spirit of wealth. <laughs> I did not pay her to say this, but thank you. Yeah. Um, um, like, really coaching. I, I mean, coaching is huge. Like I, yeah. Olympic athletes have coaches, professional, yeah. you know, football players, everybody, no matter how good you are at what you're doing, a coach is there to see things from a, an outside perspective and see things that there's no way that we could see ourselves with our tunnel vision of, you know, where we're going or, or what could shift slightly to make huge improvements. Like I would say for sure, coaching has been um, a huge thing. And just, and just seeking as much information about whatever, whatever you're doing, just being, being open to all possibilities and, um, different ways of doing it. And, um, yeah. Just being I, think really the, 
I think the women who listen to this podcast are really growth-minded women, right? They're, they're people who, who really want to, they're, they're, they're looking to grow the, how they're thinking and change their perspective. Um, what do you think about, what would you tell people who are afraid to invest in themselves? Cause I think that's a big thing. So, so I know I was terrified in the beginning to, to invest in, in my business in whether it was team or coaching or, or, or even my life. I mean, you've heard me tell tons of stories about how I was afraid to get a freaking manicure, right? Cause it was $45. Like I had real money beliefs here about what was possible for me. I would say, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it other than just do it. Like just, yeah. and it depends. I mean, I don't think people should just like, I think you should do your research and make sure that whoever you're investing in or whatever program you're investing in for yourself really aligns with your core values and what it, it gets something like exciting inside of you. Yeah. Um, I don't think you should just buy every you know, $500 program on the internet or whatever. Um, but so, but if there is that, if there is that connection and there's that, um, whatever resonates with you, I would say, just trust, just trust, even though it's freaking scary. I mean, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I've had lots of moments like, Oh no, I can't do this. This is like, and, and it's, you know, Oh my gosh, I just spent so much money on that, but it, it comes back in so many more ways and so much. Yeah. And your, and your business. I mean, it's not magic, right? It's not like you just invest in yourself or invest in the the thing (laughs) and, and your business doubles, but there is, if you are someone who's willing to do the work, your business has doubled year over year, multiple years in a row. And, and there's no sign of it stopping in sight, right? You know, it's still going. Okay. So before I ask my last question, where can people find you if they want to find out more about you know, hiring you as, as a real estate agent or just checking you out because they think you're amazing. Where can they find you? I'm at, um, my Instagram handle is just Amber Gildersleeve. I'm with Northwest Realty Group in Sampling, Idaho. We're just a small resort town, ski, big ski resort, big lake, um, way up close to the Canadian border. Um, I also have a website that's being worked on, so it will be up and running soon, but it's, uh, sandpointlifestyle.com. I love it. I love it. And Good so stuff. many of your clients are people who are moving to Sandpoint because they want a different standard of living, right? They're moving from California they and um, various other Absolutely. locales. Yeah. So if you're moving, Amber's- There's been lady. a huge mindset of, of overall of people where they want to spend their time, where they want to have their family and being in the mountains and the fresh air and by the lake. And, you know, so many people can work remotely now that we've- We've been very discovered. I love it. <laughs> or as a, a little slice of paradise to live in. Yeah. I got to get to Sandpoint at some point. Yeah. We should have our next retreat here. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, I'm going to look into that. That might be good. Um, okay. My last question for you, Amber, is what makes you an unstoppable woman? I think vulnerability. Hmm. Just being able to like really look inside and, and refocus on myself and, um, being willing to make mistakes and, um, learn and grow. And yeah, just being vulnerable, I think is really a, something that, um, allows me to, to, 
to be open and and allows other people to to be the same gives them that comfort to do the same I love that. I think that is so true. When you're vulnerable and open, you're open to receiving, you know, that's the masculine and the feminine. The feminine is like, when you're open, you can receive more. And that's more of all the good stuff. Now you have to have boundaries too. It's not like without, (laughs) without boundaries, but you do a beautiful job of that. And, and, and I think you actually do that in your listing appointments what we were talking about earlier also like from a tactical business perspective you're able to like be open to receive in those conversations so so good i love it i love it well thank you amber this has been fun yeah awesome very fun thank you awesome awesome thanks amira bye bye Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable. Unstoppable.